Are you interested in self-directing your retirement into assets that you understand, into assets that you control? We teamed up with Chris Tanner and started a community of self-directed investors. You know Chris Tanner. We interviewed him on episodes 2 and 11. You can find out more about Self-Directed Investors Network by going to today's show notes. Enjoy the podcast. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by realbluespruce.com. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Adams, and today I'm joined with George Newberry from American Home Preservation. Welcome, George. How are you today? Hey, good, Adam. I appreciate you having me on. Oh, it's good having you. Uh, I like what you're doing. I think it's really interesting. I want to, I hope to let the audience know a little bit about how you got into it. So can you give us a little bit of the backstory? Sure, sure. I mean, I'll give you, I'll go back in time a little bit. American Home and Preservation started 10 years ago in 2008 at the outset of the, of the housing crisis. And we were actually a nonprofit. And our mission was to help families at risk of foreclosure stay in their homes. And thousands of families came to us looking for help. And we would go one by one to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Auckland, whoever their lender was, and try to work out solutions. And it was extraordinary to see how inefficient that process was. And so many times the homeowner who was able to stay in this home where they maybe owed 100 and the home was only, home was only worth 50, uh, they were trying to stay. And yet the lender eventually would kick him out. The home would get the foreclosed, kick him out. The home would get vandalized. And then it would get sold at a fraction of the value. Maybe it was worth 50 when they were in it. But two years later, vacant and vandalized, it was worth, they'd sell it for 25. And we saw this. We were witnesses to not only were they destructing these families, but they were also um, destroying uh, value in these communities. So we thought the way to make this work is to take the banks and servicers out of the equation and actually simply buy the loans ourselves. So that's what we did. And that's what started us on this path of buying mortgages. And we discovered the best way to help a struggling family is to buy their mortgage at a discount. Okay, how, how does that help them? How, if you buy it at a discount, so let's say, use that example, they owe 100, the home's worth 50, we can probably buy that loan for 15, 20, maybe low 20s. So big okay. discount to even the current value of the property. So now we can go to that family and say, hey, you owe 100, your home's only worth 50, I'll give you three options. This is what we do. Uh, you can stay in your home mm -hmm. and we'll do a modification. Maybe you haven't paid in two years, three years, which is very common today. They owe $20,000. And we'll often say, give us $2,000 and we'll forgive the difference. So you're up to date and we've got $2,000. And now your payment, which used to be $800, will drop it to $500. And that's for the remaining term of the loan, which lots of times is still there's 20, 25 years left on some of these loans. And, uh, and again, we paid, call it $20,000. So we get back $2,000 right away, and we're getting $500 a month for the next 20 plus years. The returns for, for us is, is tremendous, but for the family, many times they got behind because of job loss, divorce, death, uh, death of a member of the family, any kind of reason. But now, and they, so they got behind and at some point they got a new job and they were trying to catch up, but they could never get over this big 10, $20,000, yeah. uh, big glob of money that they owed. 
So we're just forgiving it and getting $2,000. And, and sometimes they say, hey, I don't even want the house anymore or I already moved out, it's vacant. And so we say, that's fine. We'll give you $1,000 typically and you sign the deed and we'll forgive the remaining loan. And then we'll sell the property. And again, we bought it for 20. The property's worth 50. We sell it through a local agent. We get 40 on our $20,000 investment. We make money either way. And, all, and the other way we do is simply to say, hey, you owe 100, home's worth 50. Give us $45,000, a lump sum settlement, and we'll forgive the rest of the loan. And so wow. those are the three options. It's a win for them, it's a win for us, and it's a win for our investors. And that's what, uh, that's what happens. So as far as when you're doing the loan modification, it sounds like you're getting about a 25 to 30% cash on cash in year one. Is that what you're... Actually, we'll use that, those, stick with those numbers. So we're getting the 2000 up front. We're getting $500, maybe for uh, 10 months, call it out of the year. So we'll get $7,000 on a $20,000 investment in that first year. So we're actually, because you're adding in that $2,000, we're getting even greater than, uh, I mean, that's a 35% return if, um, in just the first year. And then the remaining term, then you're right. Then we're getting you know $6,000 on a um, $25,000 investment. Mm. So we're still doing, you know, we're doing... Uh, over 25% for the remaining 20 years. Yeah. Uh, so we have all our money back in three or four years. And then we are, we're just collecting payments for the remaining term. That's great. And before we started the interview, you said sometimes you will sell these notes um, after they're performing. Uh, so for instance, if you do a loan modification on that one, you get the 2000 up front, you get a few months worth, maybe six or 12 months of, of mm -hmm. $500. Then what, then what do you sell it to the next investor for? What's your profit? What's their sure. general cash on cash? Yeah, so there's a lot of investors, I mean, particularly institutions who are looking for yield and they're willing to take yields in the high single digits or low teens. And so they'll be um, on these properties. You know, in, that, in that case, again, saying with those numbers, we bought it for 20. Mm -hmm. We can probably sell it for anywhere from in the low 30s, 30 to 35, um, 35,000. And that's okay. within six to 12 months after buying it. Uh, so we do that because it's a healthy, um, it's a healthy return early on. And we just reinvest the cash and do the same thing. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're indifferent to, to either holding or, or selling, but when the market's strong, we will we'll sell them. And you said you did how many of these last year? Uh, in the last uh, 18 and we launched the current fund in June of 2016. And since then we bought over 2,500 loans. I think we bought over 2000 loans just in, uh, just in 2017. It was a lot of loans. We bought. Wow. I have so many questions for you. So first off for the audience, what is a fund? So a fund is, uh, I mean, from a real estate perspective or, or a no perspective, you could buy, or do joint ventures or somehow acquire a single loan or a single piece of property. Mm -hmm. And then your, you know, your return is based on the performance of that single piece of property um, or a single note. But if you create a fund, then you could buy and sell loans into that fund. Uh, and, and when we do that, instead of, let me go to the very, when we first started doing this, we did joint ventures. So I would go, Hey Adam, I have a great note. Or, or this pool of 10 notes, let's, um, let's invest. You put up the money, we'll do the work, and we'll split the profits 50-50. Uh, and you'd say, okay, that's fair. And, and we'd make money some, most of the time. Uh, and, and, but once it's done, I had to give you back the money. Uh, 
why not leave it in the, and then you say, hey, call me when you have another deal. So it's easier just to keep all the money in a mm -hmm. fund and we could buy thousands and thousands and thousands of loans. If someone needs their money back, we give them their money back, but otherwise it just stays in, in the fund and it's a five-year fund until, until the fund's over and then we give them their money back and then they probably invest in the next fund. That's, that's awesome. So in this fund, is, uh, how is it set up? Is it a Reg D? It's a regulation, uh, regulation A plus, which a, is Reg A. Yeah, okay. yeah Reg A. Okay, I think so, it's the most awesome, it's awesome vehicle for real estate or, or any type of notes. It's, it's an awesome vehicle. So for, for other people who might be wanting to set up a fund, um, and I, I guess we should say neither of us are attorneys, right? Or CPA? That's a, that's okay. a fair statement. But just as, a, just as a general idea, why do you use the A and do the people who invest with you need to be accredited? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so uh, in Regulation D, typically there's, it's, only it's only accredited investors. There's some minor exceptions on some of, the some of them where you can have up to 35 non-accredited. And in, in Regulation A+, though, you can accept accredited and non-accredited investors. So basically, any adult in the country can invest in our fund, just about. And then um, there's caps. If you're, if you're not accredited, you can invest a maximum of 10% of your net worth or 10% of your annual income, whichever okay. is greater. Okay. Uh, if, you're, if you're accredited, you can invest however much you want. Uh, and so basically we can accept investments from anybody. We can do marketing, which some of the hedge funds um, or some of the Reg D structures don't allow marketing. We can do whatever kind of marketing uh, we want, uh, you know, that's permissible in, to, to attract investors. Uh, so that's a, another huge, um, Huge gain, uh, and then we use um, and and we you know in this one just to kind of maximize the the participation by anybody, we made the minimum investment one hundred dollars. So anyone really, we have people investing a hundred dollars online. The only way we can make that work is to leverage everything off leverage technology, which means the whole process is handled online. And basically, mm -hmm. people go in, they put in how much they want to invest. You know, their information, they electronically authorize an ACH from their bank account. They're electronically signed the documents and then their investment is complete. Awesome. And that's a, it's a pretty cool system. So, and people, I mean, it, at first few people are using it, but now it's really grown where every day we're getting new investors and it's, it's kind of exciting to see it grow. How, so if, if somebody in the audience wants to, you know, invest a hundred bucks or however much they want. How do they find that website? And we'll sure. definitely put it in the show notes. Oh, I appreciate that. It's AHP fund, F U N D.com. Okay. Yeah. AHP fund. What was the rest? Dot com. AHP fund.com. Perfect. Yeah. We'll have that in the show notes guys. So just uh, scroll down right now and you can, you can see and check that out. Uh, but I want to get back. Thanks for letting me take you on a little tangent. I was oh, very no curious problem. about this. No at all. There. Um, as far as what we're doing to help the people, you said there was three ways. I'm very clear on the loan modification, which, uh, apparently is forgiving some debt, maybe lowering payments or, uh, different types of modifying the, the ins and outs of that loan, what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, what, and you said two other, uh, two other parts and definitely uh, it just went right over my head. Let's go through sure. uh, those two ways. Again, the other two ways you're helping. Sure homeowners sure lots of times the people have already moved out the homes are sitting there vacant mm -hmm. and uh 
they, so we reach out to them and they owe a hundred thousand dollars and we reach out to them and say, well, I'm not going to pay. I don't even live there anymore. We say, no, 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 we want to pay you. We want to give you a thousand dollars or whatever the amount is, but typically it's a thousand dollars and you sign a deed in lieu. Then we're going to forgive the loan. Now we own the property. We can put it on the market and sell it. Because if we don't connect with them and give them cash for a deed in lieu, then what we're going to have to do is foreclose, which is, mm -hmm. which is an alternative and we do yeah. it. Uh, but it's going to take more time and some legal fees as well. So that's the fastest way is if we can find the person and, um, and give them money. And sometimes they're a little bit taken aback. Wait, you know, why are you giving me money? But it really does, uh, does work extremely well if you can find the people. And it makes sense. Instead of paying an attorney, it, we've hired private investigators to track down the families or track down the people. Um, not in a bad way because we're trying to give them money because otherwise the house is just sitting there vacant and accruing taxes could be vandalized, just deteriorates. We want to get that property. I mean, these loans, be aware, if you buy a non-performing loan, the value of that asset is probably declining each month, actually each day, because taxes are, are accruing. There's a risk of fire or vandalism or bad things happening to the vacant property or, mm -hmm. or, or property that's not being tended to. And then, um, and just, and if you, the longer it goes, just the more holding costs and the, the lower yeah. the return. So you want to do this as fast as possible. The final option. Let's is, talk before we go sure. to the final option. Let's sure. talk about, is there any aftermath on the deed in lieu as far as um, somebody having the debt maybe forgiven and going on their taxes? Sure. There's a, a 1090. Um, you can get a tax form, a 1099C, which basically, even though, uh, let's say, Adam, you defaulted on a mortgage and we uh, received a deed in lieu and we say, okay, well, we sell the property for 50. There was still $50,000 that we had to forgive. Uh, we're going to, your lender or servicer could send you a 1099 and then you would say, wow, now I have to pay taxes on money that was, you know, I didn't even get, uh, that was just forgiven. Uh, it's a cancellation of debt. And that is uh, an issue with some lenders and some servicers, uh, not all, uh, entities are required to send those 1099s okay not, so we don't send them oh um, nice yeah which is nice but because that does become an issue upon occasion but we've had worked with some ser some servicers that we work with oh no we have to do it because they're subject to whatever the the guidelines uh are but we don't have to and we um so we do not do that because otherwise that's just okay. a double whammy i mean i'm you're actually getting... really really happy to hear you say that so sure. um the, i mean it goes to show that your intentions are very much there to just really help the homeowner and not to give them a headache either no, no. i think that there's other people that have done like short sales and other other things where um they just were not aware that that you know, maybe uh, and this isn't the case for you, and I hope the audience gets that. But in other in other cases, maybe you would say, "Hey, I'll give you this thousand dollars so that we can do a deed in lieu." And uh, they go and spend that thousand dollars, and then we're forgiving, you know, maybe fifty grand, and they have to pay like twenty thousand dollars in taxes all of a sudden. That's terrible. They don't, they don't have it, so um, it's really, really great to hear that that's something that you're not doing. Uh, so thanks for going into details on that. What is the sure. third way that I kind of cut you off? No, no problem. The third way is the least common way. This is for a family who has um, maybe an adult child or maybe a spouse that wasn't on the mortgage. Uh, maybe they can get a new loan and essentially pay off the loan at a, at a discount. So they owe 100, homes worth 50, we'll take 45, 90%. 
and there are situations where they get that that uh, they can get financing and do that. We even had a we even had a and there's other situations people have cashed in four uh, IRAs or four one ks, and I think of one where there's a grandmother who was at risk of foreclosure. She didn't really have the money to pay on a mod, but all the grandkids, I think they pitched in like 10 grand each mm -hmm. and uh, they were able to settle her loan and she was done. She had no more mortgage. She owned her house free and clear. I mean, how good does that feel? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, let's see. How are we on time here? Okay. I think we're, I think we're doing okay. What other, if somebody wanted to get into the, the um, repositioning notes business, uh, what do you say? What would you say would be the first step? Is this is this such a complicated thing? Is the first step like education or? Yeah, I mean, it's education and or simply if you can figure out a way to buy a mortgage that you're getting at a reasonable price, you're going to learn by doing. And that's for me, that's always the best way of doing it. But education definitely helps. Um, there's some places out there. We're actually holding a one-time only uh, mm. note buyer boot camp in a couple of months, April 18th and 19th in Chicago. Uh, people are welcome. It's uh, to to attend, and we want to. We're we're transitioning. We're a note buyer right now, and we have to use third-party servicers. But we're becoming a servicer ourselves. And so, what we want to do is help build um, and develop kind of a new breed of of note buyer. Those that yeah. are looking for financial returns as well as uh, a, a positive social impact. And the goal is hopefully they'll service with us. But we're basically everything I've learned over the last ten years of doing this. All the contacts I'm going to try and have as much as possible of that in that room and share with anybody who's looking to get into this business. Because I'll tell you, when we started, it was really tough to figure out, and it took months. Uh, and kind of a stroke of luck that I was actually able to get in the business on any kind of scale. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a funny story, uh, but I, 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 was, it, I was saying, this is what we want to do. This is the solution. We got to buy notes. Uh, but you don't just call Bank of America and say, hey, you know, we want to buy your defaults and mortgages. You're going to get nowhere. So I read a, a news story about um, a servicer that was buy, bought by Bank of America and their, their CEO was now out of work. And, um, I connected with him on LinkedIn and sent him an email and said, hey, you know, we're trying to break into this business. You probably know some of the people that we need to know. Can you help me out? And uh, <laughs> he replied back and said, hey, it sounded funny. I, hold, I hesitated, but he said, wire me $4,000 and come to New York and I'll spend the whole day with you and I'll, I'll take you around to all the people I know. And um, I hesitated, but then I said, well, let me try it. I wired him the four grand and he was, did exactly what he said. I wow. flew into New York. I met him for breakfast. We went to Bank of America, some big hedge funds, Banco Popular. We went to all these places and all of a sudden I was, I was in the, I was somebody who they could sell loans to. Wow. And it was really, that's how we started. And, and a month later we bought our first pool from one of those hedge funds that we met there. And after that, it just grew from there. I, and yeah. it's, it's amazing that that little LinkedIn connection is what really launched our yeah. business. I don't think I can really suggest to everybody to wire blind strangers four grand, but <laughs> I think that the big part that the big takeaway from that is that you took massive action. You you went out on a limb and look what where it got you. Um, that's that's really really amazing. You mentioned that you had something coming up in April. Now we have uh, quite a bit of of uh, of these already scheduled out so uh generally this wouldn't be coming out before that but what we'll do is um is if you can email me today i'll get you that i'll get that information for that event 
and we'll get this uh, podcast posted sooner than later so that people can um, can see that event. And oh, I appreciate that because that sounds that sounds really cool to you know learn the ins and outs a, a different way, a way that not everybody else is focused on it. And the other thing that you mentioned earlier, and I I guess I should have I should have thought of it is you know people don't necessarily have to take the education they can invest uh, with with your company your company's doing really great things and even at 100 bucks and they can be you know starting to be involved in the note business as well sure. so, um, what, is there any other takeaways maybe two more things you think that we need to share with the audience before we go sure i mean for a note buyer here's the perspective so just to give you a bit of, bit of history i had a lot of financial trouble 15 years ago i i, I owned um, 4000 units across the country I had a net worth in the tens of millions and then an ice storm hit my biggest property and it caused this uh, extraordinary sequence of events in which I lost everything and was $26 million in debt. And as a result of that, you know, I never filed bankruptcy. I kind of learned to work things out with the creditors as best as I could. And I got, I think, pretty good at it. It's not something I really wanted to be good at, but I got pretty good at it. Uh, but when the crisis came, that was my opportunity. Now, these other families were facing financial um, collapse, just like I had. How do I use this skill set that I acquired to, to help them? And that's what I've honed. So I think anyone who's getting into this business, there's a big component. You're looking at the property value and you know the title and whatnot, but don't really, the biggest factor here is that family and uh, that homeowner that's in there. And when we do a resolution, when we go to them, we don't say, hey, we really want you to take the $1,000 for the deed in lieu because I can sell that property and make a lot of money in a hurry. You don't want to do that because some people are going to want, that's going to be best for them. That's what they're going to choose. But other people, they want to stay there and want to do a mod. You can also get returns, maybe not as high as the deed in lieu, but you can get good returns. You can keep that family. You can do something that's going to be a financially transformative for that family. So it's good for you. Uh, I mean, it's good for them and it's good for you. And so that's the perspective. I think if there's any takeaway that I think something that we do that a lot of other note buyers and, and the big firms, institutions just don't do is really focus on what does the family want and what's best for them. And if you do that, you're going to make money, but you're also going to transform lives. Awesome. I love that. Thank you very much. Uh, any, any other parting words? Uh, you know, also don't, uh, I guess the only other thing I'd say is don't uh, hesitate thinking that why well, can't do that because of this? I don't know anybody in the business. I didn't know anybody either. You kind of figure it out. You take action. Uh, and don't feel like you don't have the education or the skills necessary to do it. So I'm a high school dropout. You know, as a result of my financial catastrophe, I have millions of dollars of judgments against me still. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but it's not, you know, and then I'm going to investors and say, hey, you know, invest with me despite all that. And that's a, uh, you know, not uh, now it's that story, which actually ended up writing a book called Burn Zones, which mm -hmm. uh, tells everything that happened. Um, it actually has been the fact that I had this massive failure has really, I think, made it easier for investors and others to understand the story and, and, and want to participate, not just saying, well, that explanation understood. It's like, hey, I want to be part of this mission. Yeah. All right. So uh, before we go, give me give me a link that I can put in about Burn Zone so other people sure. can find that book. And uh, and then if somebody needs to contact you, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. So Burn Zones is probably the best way is to go on to Amazon, Burn Zones, uh, and you'll find the book. Uh, and then for me, email 
is J-N-E-W-B-E-R-Y at ahpfund.com. Jay Newberry at ahpfund.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I got a lot of value myself and I hope the listeners did too. Appreciate you and have a good day. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey everyone. Manny Perez here. This podcast is growing fast because of listeners like you. Thank you guys. Uh, If everyone could do me one favor, will you go to iTunes right now and leave us a positive rating? This will help us get more top-notch guests for the future. Again, please go to iTunes right now and leave us a positive rating. Thank you guys and keep listening. (laughs) 